What's up, what's up? Welcome to Marriage and Mastery, y'all. This is your boy, Henry, and my lovely wife, Sherelle. Hi, what's up? Hey, y'all. Uh, we just want to say thank you for the listeners. We've been getting a lot of feedback and comments on our previous uh, podcast sessions. Um, the information is good. We've been getting topics from y'all, and we just want to say thank you yes. to kick it off. Definitely. Thank you so much. Yeah. So today's topic is was my drum roll. <laughs> Why do you always have me do the drum roll? I'm not good at I it. I don't just because you're not good. I want you to be better. Okay. Um. Now nah, the drum. The uh, topic for today is you can just leave. Why the deep sigh? <laughs> um. This topic right here is really really interesting. Um. And it's, and it's, it's just good in general. You can just leave, came from a place of, um, I think Sherelle and I were having some um, heated uh, conversations at uh, one point in time. And <laughs> one point in time. What? I mean, that's, that's, that's what it was. There's been more than one point. Oh, there you go. Just saying, just saying. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we had um, some heated conversations. And it got to the point where it was like, you can just, you can leave, like, you know. Has anybody, have you ever gotten, like, an argument with your wife or your spouse, your girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, and it got, you were so bothered to the point where you was like, I'm, I'm, I'm out, I'm going, I'm leaving. Either you leaving because you can't deal with it no more, or you're, like, leaving, leaving because you don't want to deal with them anymore. Um. Well, I, when we this topic actually brings me back to a period in our marriage where it it wasn't one argument. It was an extended period of time where I was unhappy and maybe you were too. Um, but it was you were you were barely there anyway, so so that thought came from the fact that you weren't around anyways. He was at work. Let me just clear that up. So, But at the time, uh, when I was pregnant with my daughter, when we were pregnant with our daughter, excuse me, um, Henry was working a job that w would have, like, mandatory overtime, mm. and he worked third shift. So... No, no, second shift. Second shift? Oh, yeah. okay. So he worked second shift. So that was... Those hours were, like two o'clock in the afternoon to like midnight but if he got mandated to stay it would be two o'clock in the afternoon to eight o'clock the next morning six 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 forty five seven o'clock then the drive home okay so I'm the next home day like the next day so um not only was i pregnant with my daughter i had we had a newborn baby my, our kids are 11 apart months apart so I had a brand new baby that I was pretty much taking care of by myself when he was gone. And we had a dog. And <laughs> um, and yeah. I was actually put on bed rest around six months with her. Uh, so 
it was a tough time. Yeah, it was real tough. It was a very emotionally, I was one, I was pregnant, and then two, I had been diagnosed with gestational diabetes, so I was taking insulin four times a day, and I was taking care of my son, having to take care of the dog, and Henry, it would be out, like literally, so he would, you gotta think about it, he's working from two to eight in the morning, but then on top of that, when he gets home, he's dog tired, so he needs to sleep. So he's either sleeping or gone. That was our life for like, I'm gonna say like pretty much the entirety of my pregnancy with my daughter, so almost a year. Nine months, right? So by the, I don't know, eighth month, I was tired of it. And I was very frustrated. I felt alone. I was very sad. I was sick because I was on insulin. And when when you're put on insulin in your pregnancy, it's, you, it's not just having to take the insulin. You have to eat a certain way. So as a pregnant woman, anyone who's been pregnant, you know you get your cravings. You want to eat what you want to eat. I couldn't do any of that. Um, and then I had to eat on a certain schedule. So you had so I would have to be up, down, up, down, making sure I eat, taking my insulin, taking care of my son. He was in diapers, in you know, every everything depended on me, and it was really hard. So I had gotten to a point like, bruh, work or not, like, you're not helping me. And I felt like, and we were we were about, what, four years married? Mm-hmm. Four, maybe four going on five years married. And it was like, look, you could go live with your mama, <laughs> like, because you're not here anyways, you know? And I, I was, and... What happened was, so, when he would leave at 2 in the afternoon, and I would be expecting him somewhere around midnight, right, 12, 12.30, I would be expecting him to come through the door to not even do anything at that point, because at that point, the baby's sleep, you know, everything is taken care of, just be in my presence, right? And so, when I would get that call at, like, 11.50, 11.45, like, I'm not going to be home tonight. That used to just crush me. And I would literally just cry. And so, I mean, imagine doing that for nine months. And I just got to a point where I was like, I'd rather you just go to live with your mom or live wherever, just not here, so I don't even have to have the expectation because the expectation would make me sad. So I'd rather just know you're not coming back then be expecting it and you not show up. Now, mind you, that was really um, a tough conversation, conversations with an S, because at one point I remember, I think like a lot of things were just, were bottled up. Mm. They came out, but mm-hmm. then it was just a boiling point um, for you. And for me, I get like the boiling point, like the, it's like oh, it's tipping over. So yeah, when it's and on I, the ground, yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's what I got at that point. So you know, honestly, it was it was a shock to me, but it wasn't like too much of a shock because I knew. But in my mind, thinking as a husband, like 
I'm trying to do what I can mm-hmm. to support our family and, and take care of us like financially. Not knowing that I was hurting you in the long run because I wasn't there. And I mean, I know that now, like you just needed my presence. You just needed me to be present. You needed me to be around. You needed me to help out. I didn't know how much like the gestational diabetes had really overwhelmed you. And then on top of that, like, even with with um with Bear, which was our dog, like, but at but, I I remember one key point you you said to me. You came in and, I think you were coming in. You went shopping with your mom, if I'm not if I remember correctly. Oh God, that was an awful day. Oh, that was real bad, and I was sitting on the couch, watching TV. And you came in, and I could tell I was like, "Oh shoot, something." I knew something was gonna go down. Your mom came in. She started saying something. You and me started saying talking back and forth. And then when she left, you sat down next to me. And you was like, "You want to just get separated?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy. As you know, like it's, I was when I was young. My aunt used to always say to me, "Everything that come up shouldn't come out. Like everything that crosses your mind don't need to come out your mouth." And um, and I I'm a firm believer in that. Uh, so, for me to say get to the point where those words came out of my mouth to him, that's how serious it was. I I, and so my mom, <laughs> my mom is a mama bear. So let me just put that out there. So we had been out that day and I don't have a lot of close friends. Like I have very few people that I communicate with. That's why I say Henry's my best friend. Like I don't even like my oldest friend that I've known since I was 12 years old. Me and her haven't really um, been in a place where we even talk like on a regular basis. So I don't have anybody that I could really talk to like that. So it's usually my mother. And that is a good and a bad thing because <laughs> when I I try not to t- vent to her about Henry because I know she's only going to hear my side and then it's going to be with her forever. Like it take her a long time to like let it go. Whereas me and him could have gotten over it. It's over and she's still holding on to it. So it take me a lot to like actually vent to her but at that point I didn't even really have to vent she she could see it she was there you know she could see me doing everything and him never coming home and she could see me hurting and struggling and as a mom that hurts her to see her child you know in that situation so and then oh god the other part of this to add to this wonderful time in my life Um, With my daughter, I had gotten really bad anxiety. So I would have, like, fears that the the floors were going to collapse. And we were living in an apartment building at the time on the second floor. Mm -hmm. And I felt like the building, like, every day, I just felt like the building was going to collapse. And we would just be in the building. And it was the most, I can't, if anybody's ever struggled with anxiety, that is the worst, like, you can't control your mind. 
you just keep thinking like something bad is going to happen. And that was one of the big things that I will always think like the, the building was going to collapse and we would just get trapped in the building. We would die. And me and my babies would be in the house by ourselves dead. Like it was really, really a scary time for me. And Henry's presence would always make me feel safe. But so he wasn't there. My anxiety like got worse and worse and worse and worse. Um, it was even times where I would stay at his sister's house, like when he wouldn't, when he would have to work because I didn't want to be home by myself. I would be so scared, or like my anxiety would be so through the roof. I would, I would just stay over her house because I would be that freaked out. And um, so, anyways, when I was talking to my mom about it this particular day. So when we walked in the house, I don't even think she gave Henry the opportunity to be like, hi, how you doing? She was like, I, I, oh, we had bags. We had bags. So we walked in. She was like, you ain't going to help with none of these bags. <laughs> so I think he must have looked over like, wait, what? Like, what is going on? And then that from there, he he's not disrespectful. He's like, wait, I don't know what you're talking about or whatever. And she just started going off. I'm like, my children. So she got mad, left. And when he she left, I just sat down next to him. I'm like, bruh. No, no, no. She ain't just leave, man. When she said what she had to say, I I said what I had to say. And then you jumped and said, don't talk to my mother like that. And then I was like, listen, this something's going to have to happen because she going to have to leave. I don't want to be rude. I don't remember getting that uh, deep, but. No, it, it, it got. It could have been worse, but you it, definitely didn't say to me she's gonna have to leave. No, I definitely said something to her. Um, and well, I must have missed that part. <laughs> well, of course, you probably missed it because, but I know definitely you mentioned like, don't talk to my mom like that. And no, I was then like, that's rude because I would never disrespect your mother, so that's crazy. No, but I wasn't gonna just allow her to continue to talk. I understand she was mad, but and she had a right to be mad, but just. Like you always tell me, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Okay. And I think that So was, we can change the but. subject. So my mom was clearly <laughs> upset. And um, like so when she left, because we're not going to talk about my mother. So when she left, um, I was just like, you know, at this point, I don't know. This is obviously not working for me. You're not trying to change it. And it wasn't like the first time I had had this conversation with you. I had told you over and over, listen, this is getting hard for me. Listen, I really need you there. I, it's not like I bottled it up and didn't say anything. I We talked about it numerous times. And you would just be like, I mean, what you want me to do? I got to work. Yeah, but you need to figure something else out. Like, I don't, it was just awful. So anyways, at that point, it was just like, okay, you're not going to change and that's fine. But I have to change something for me, and that's when it, that's why the decision was like, you can leave, you can leave. Mm. So now that we talked about our situation of the you can leave, let's talk about how we got over this, because that's what we want to do is encourage you guys, couples, married couples, that it could get bad. Times are in your marriage are not gonna be great all the time but the key is getting through that thing and yeah and wanting to because even when I told him he could leave 
I didn't mean that in my heart. I didn't want him to go anywhere. I wanted him home. And that was the whole point. I wanted him home. I wanted his help. I wanted his presence. And for me as a defense, I feel like me saying leave was defending my own heart. Like, you're not going to be here and I want you here. But if you're not going to be here and I want you here, it's better that you're just not here and I don't expect you to be here. It wasn't like I want him to leave because I hate him or I don't I don't love him or it was just like me trying to protect my own heart. And but when we sat and had that conversation, like, listen, we need to get separated. You can leave. That's, I think, what really made us both stop and be like, OK, this is serious. Yeah, because so for us, I know the next steps were like we decided to go to marriage counseling. Mm hmm. Um, because of the situation so like it is okay to go to any type of counseling yes marriage counseling counseling for yourself individually mm-hmm. we definitely will promote that because sometimes you need a mediator yes to listen to both of your your view, points of view mm-hmm. and then tell you exactly what you both said to each other so you can really understand it and some things like that I didn't understand it had to be explained to me, mm-hmm. and and some things for Sherelle too. Right. But mainly for, for me to just be able to receive her, and I'm gonna tell you like the counseling, it really blessed us and it opened us up to understanding like what we both want to achieve and what we want for each other, and want from each other in our marriage because we noticed that. We can't do it alone or do it by ourselves. We have to do it together. It's a together thing. And just we have to remain being on the same page so that we can grow and mature and have a beautiful marriage, which is what I definitely want. Yeah. And continue to work towards it. And then it takes work, you know? Mm-hmm. I remember, I think it was our first session. I tried to say, like, all right, every time we, we talk, and what's ever said in marriage counseling, like, we're not going to talk about it afterwards. We had the journals. The journals. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> so we, she, one of the things the, the therapist told us to do was to get a journal and write down what we, you know, if it was something like that we took away that we weren't supposed to bring it home. So we had to write it in this journal. So me and Harry, throughout the day, one of us would just be writing in the journal. And you'd be looking like, okay, word. Uh, <laughs> like, like, oh, that's how you feeling? Like, that. You feeling like you got to journal this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. It got crazy. Like, counseling was so dope because, like, we cried. Mm. Um, we had to learn. I had to learn how, like, to forgive. Mm, me too some things you yeah. know and i had to really like verbalize it and say it to her to release it because like it was some things that i was holding against sherelle and some things sherelle was holding against me but it really helped us grow yeah 100 um, percent. yeah i would definitely recommend it i would it's nothing wrong with it i know especially in the african-american community it it can be looked upon frowned upon to seek a counseling but Come on, y'all. It's 2022. There's nothing wrong with it. And I 100% recommend it. It helped us a lot. And we were able to get through that. And I feel like we we communicate a lot better yeah. from the lessons we learned. It, it taught us how to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's something, too. Um, you know, 
just even those words, you can leave. Like I said, I didn't mean those words. So just being careful what we say to each other and making sure the things that we say we mean and the things that we say do not cut one another to, to a place where you want to really leave. You know, so those are just some valuable things we were able to learn um, in respect to going to counseling. And, you know, we, we just wanted to share this for mainly because we promote and will always be advocates for healthy, strong marriages. And if it's something that we can share, and that's what we love about this platform is just, you know, promoting healthy, happy relationships. So. Yeah. So that's our time. <laughs> Dang, that was like, I feel like it's so much to go into with I know. this one. But. but that's why, check out Marriage Notes Friday nights. We'll discuss any comments or questions or anything that we didn't get to get into um, in the episode for the week. So check us out 9 o'clock on Friday nights um, for the the uncut or the after party of this episode. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we really thank you for joining in and we look forward to hollering at you on Friday and we'll talk to you next week. All right. Peace. Bye.